A Florida man shot his friend in both legs because he didn't want to kill him. A Florida man unsuccessfully robs a Wendy's, then unsuccessfully robs a bank. A Florida woman fulfills her childhood dream of becoming a stripper. And a Florida woman poured Mountain Dew on herself to erase all the DNA. These are the weird stories for Friday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast in the galaxy, and the only daily weird news podcast that does Florida Fridays. That's right, all the degenerate news from one state and one state only, Florida. Let's get right to it. A Florida man shot his friend in both legs because he, quote, didn't want to kill him. And that's nice of him. We all need a friend who, rather than kill us, will shoot us in both legs. Isn't that nice? That's the kind of friend you want. Ideally, you want a friend who will only shoot you in one leg rather than kill you. But those friends are rather hard to find. It's kind of like finding a friend that'll drive you to the airport at 5 p.m. during rush hour. Really hard to find a friend that'll only shoot you in one leg instead of kill you. Let's get into the details of this lovely incident. We have a Florida man here arrested for allegedly pistol whipping and shooting his friend in both legs. You know, that two shots to the legs wasn't enough. The pistol whipping had to get involved. Florida man Thomas Arnie, age 38, was charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. The incident took place at around 4 a.m. on Friday after work. They work at Chili's, it says here. Oh, some Chili's employees. Just trying to unwind as they do. It's hard to work at Chili's. The suspect was still on the scene when the police officers arrived. Of course he was on the scene. He didn't think he did anything wrong. I only shot him in the legs, officer. I didn't kill him. Come on now. You're just going to write me a ticket, right? The Florida man, Arnie, told the police the incident began with a drunken argument. Arnie told the police he and his friend had been drinking outside all night then got into an argument that escalated. Obviously, it escalated. You shot your friend in both legs. You would only do that if the argument escalated. If the argument de-escalated, you wouldn't even do that. You maybe would give him a noogie, but you wouldn't whip out your gun and be unnecessary. The suspect also told the investigators his friend had broken the windows of nearby cars before approaching Arnie aggressively. So it sounds like it's just a regular Florida front porch barbecue to me. I mean, nothing to see here. We have a witness in the story, a coworker, said that Arnie shot the victim once in each leg before eventually hitting him in the head with the weapon. <laughs> so, so he shot him in the legs first and then pistol whipped him because that wasn't enough. <laughs> what was he going to do, run away? He, you shot him in the legs, bro. Uh, the witness said that all this occurred when they were chilling at an apartment. <laughs> chilling? I don't think this person knows what chilling is. <laughs> Or maybe like, I don't know, maybe Chilling is a group of Chili's employees hanging out, kind of like a gaggle of geese and a, a pride of lions. This was a Chilling of employees just unwinding after work with guns and booze, as you do in Florida. A Florida man unsuccessfully robs a Wendy's, then unsuccessfully robs a bank. <laughs> all right, open the bank vault and fill the bags now. Give me all your money. Sir, this is a Wendy's. Oh, never, never mind. Never mind. Hey, listen, give me 20 large fries and all your bacon cheeseburgers. Sir, this is a Bank of America. Oh, damn it, I'm 0 for 2 today. I can't get it together. All right, details, details. What are the details? A Florida man from Melbourne was arrested after he unsuccessfully robbed both a Wendy's and a bank. 
His name is Daniel Gibbs. That's the Florida man. He was arrested on Tuesday for the double attempted robbery. That's what it's called. It's double attempted robbery, like a double cheeseburger, but not as delicious. The alleged robbery attempts occurred when Gibbs walked into a Wendy's on Palm Bay Road and approached, approached an employee behind the counter. Gibbs displayed what employees believed to be a gun in his waistband and demanded some cash from the register. The employee at Wendy's became frozen with fear and did not comply with Gibbs's demands. That's when another employee who didn't know what was happening approached the counter. Florida man Gibbs turned around and walked out of the restaurant at that point. The first employee then collapsed into the second employee's arms. My goodness, just collapsed into the second employee's arms. Oh, these poor fast food employees in Florida. I mean, it just never ends with the robberies and the chicanery, the fighting. Oh, they yanked an employee through a drive through window in one of them. I think it was a Starbucks. It says here, following the unsuccessful Wendy's robbery, uh, I mean, unsuccessful unless your whole intention was to make an employee piss themselves, then completely successful. An hour later, Florida man Gibbs made his way to a bank in Palm Bay and allegedly committed a second attempted robbery. Gibbs is seen on surveillance video wearing a head covering and a medical mask, but police were able to identify him and give his information to other law enforcement agencies in the area. The surveillance footage led to his eventual arrest when they took him into custody. He had a large sheath knife, what deputies believe was in Gibbs's waistband at the time of the robbery. The police say, given the victim's fear at the time of the robbery, the knife handle could have easily been mistaken for a firearm. Oh, so funny how the police are trying to, you know, deconstruct why the victim was so fearful. <laughs> well, at the time of the robbery, the knife handle could have easily been mistaken for a firearm. Or, bro, this is a 15-year-old at a fast food restaurant, and a guy comes in and is like, give me all your chicken nuggets and your cash. I mean, that's enough to frighten any 15-year-old, wouldn't you say? That's <laughs> so funny, the police... Oh, yeah, we think, wow, we think we might, we might have figured out why the victim was so afraid. Yeah. Like, wetting your pants in an instance like this is actually a normal response. It's just that in the state of Florida, this shit is happening every day all over the place where, you know, I would imagine most people just aren't passing out because they're just accustomed to it. Yay! A Florida woman fulfills her dream of becoming a stripper just like her mother she had a childhood dream, and she kept at it, and she fulfilled that dream. And anybody in Florida who's setting out on a dream and then fulfills that dream, it's just very inspiring, no matter what the dream is. Yeah. Having a dream in Florida is not easy. Now, of course, her mother was an inspiration to her. Her mother was a, probably a Hall of Fame stripper, and I'm sure she was brought to work, uh, bring your daughter to work day. And that was the moment when she knew, oh, this is for me. She's in Tampa. And let's be honest, there's really not a lot of jobs out there outside of the strip club injury in Tampa. It is the strip club capital of the entire USA, I believe. Not a lot of choices. Everything's in the strip club industry. What do you want to do? You, you can be a, a strip club DJ, a strip club bouncer, a strip club bartender, a janitor at a strip club. Maybe you work a construction company that only makes strip clubs, or you do the stripper, the stripper route, and you probably make the most money that way. Let's, let's learn a little bit about Sabrina Verlise of Tampa, Florida, a woman who had a dream. It says here, when 
Sabrina was 14 years old. Her mother, a former exotic dancer, gave her some of her old costumes to try on. That's when the Florida woman knew she wanted to follow in her mother's footsteps and enter into the family business. Six years later, at the age of 20, she said, quote, I bought a pole, a pair of pleaser heels, and two dancer outfits. I practiced for two days straight, then I auditioned at the club in Clearwater. My audition became my first night's work, and I took home $300. Hey, not bad for a first gig, $300. You know how much I made on my first stand-up comedy gig? Nothing. Nada. Zilcho. Sabrina says... Now, age 23, she works 10 to 25 hours a week on the pole, on the stage, and in private rooms, making up to $10,000 a night. Shh, Sabrina, the IRS is listening. Shh, don't tell them you're making $10,000 a night. So uh, she means she's making, th still making $300 a night. She's still making $300, IRS. <laughs> now, what's become of her mother, Sherry? I'm curious. Sherry danced in clubs in Pennsylvania in the 90s. She was really kicking it on the poles in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania poles. But she had to give up her profession, sadly, two years later before Sabrina was born due to a car accident. Oh, no. Terrible. She had to give up her career because of a car accident. She might have been, maybe she mangled her lady parts. Maybe she couldn't really uh, dance on the pole and on the stage like she used to because of this car accident. So sad when your career is taken away from such a calamity. Her mother told Sabrina all about all her cool adventures as an exotic dancer. And when Sabrina got to try on those outfits when she was 14, she was hooked. So how did she learn to work the men and get those big tips? That's, what, that's the question. Well, Sabrina's got advice. He says she gets inspiration because she just wanna, she wants to make mama proud. So to all you strippers out there, if you're just trying, having a hard time finding motivation, just do it to make your mama proud. Think of your mama in that moment. Now, Sabrina's living the good life in Tampa, she pays her bills. She has a two-bedroom apartment and a fully paid-off Volkswagen Passat. That's amazing. That's, a, that's the official stripper mobile, the Volkswagen Passat convertible, from my understanding. <laughs> Sabrina says, it's expensive in Tampa. You need a box full of cash if you're going to make that rent. Yeah, you go, girl. You make that rent. I love that. She's just doing it. I... I I was hoping that in the story she was still dancing alongside her mom. That would be amazing. You can picture them both high-fiving in the VIP room together. I mean, but, you know, she just got some inspiration from her mother, and now she's doing it on her own. Sky's the limit, girl. Take that money, invest, invest in the stock market or uh, Bitcoin or, I don't know, um, you can buy art online. I think you can buy some art. What's another investment that's good? <laughs> I don't think any of those investments are good. Oh, um, um it turns out you're not supposed to buy NFTs. So if you guys have bought NFTs, that's a bad, bad investment. You know, little pictures of apes in sunglasses. Apparently they're not worth $5,000. Who knew? <laughs> Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. After killing her roommate, a Florida woman poured Mountain Dew on herself to erase all DNA. <laughs> this is the story you've been waiting for. So many of you sent this to me. Thank you. I appreciate that. This is, it doesn't get any better than this. 
Uh, let me sum it up again. Daytona Beach, a woman suspected of killing her 79-year-old roommate allegedly doused herself in soda in an attempt to erase all evidence on her body, according to the arrest affidavit. They found her DNA anyways. More on that later. Nicole Max, age 35, is the Florida woman. She was booked into the county jail on charges of first-degree murder, tampering with evidence, and resisting arrest with violence. During the early morning hours, a Daytona Beach police officer was flagged down by a citizen regarding a fire at a home. When firefighters arrived, they extinguished the fire, found a man lying on the floor dead. He had blunt force trauma to the back of his head, multiple stab wounds to the torso. He was identified as 79-year-old Michael. Inside the home, police found a bloody knife in the victim's bedroom near his body. There was also blood found on the wall next to his bedroom closet. <laughs> the police then attempted to find the roommate. Now we have Florida woman Nicole Max. At 3.30 a.m., police found her at a restaurant called Crystal's. She had no shoes on. She had blood on the side of her leg. A portion of the shirt she was wearing had been torn off. That portion had blood on it, according to police officers. When they approached her, she dropped a knife and a hammer that she was carrying. She was carrying, still carrying them at a restaurant. Authorities said she changed her stories multiple times when she was questioned. She, she denied knowing the victim altogether. She said she was homeless. She also denied carrying the knife and the hammer. The knife and hammer I just, just dropped? I'm not carrying that. You imagine me carrying that. Wow. She later admitted to being the man's roommate, but denied seeing him on the day that he was murdered. And in regard to the knife and the hammer, she claimed she often carried items such as knives and hammers. It's just part of her normal everyday activities. Yeah, bring a knife and hammer to the bathroom. I bring a knife and hammer to work. I bring a knife and hammer on the bus. I brought it to the restaurant. I'm just carrying knives and hammers. Can't seem to remember my shoes. Now, Nicole was asked about the fire at her apartment. At that point, she became very, quote, agitated. She refused to speak to the police. She asked for a lawyer. The police escorted her to the patrol car where detectives informed her they would be collecting her DNA. And it was at that point she asked for a drink. They gave her a Diet Mountain Dew soda. Very strange beverage to give someone. <laughs> you ask the police for a drink, they give you Diet Mountain Dew? I would never... In all my years, if I, if I was going to make a list of the beverages that the police would give me, Diet Mountain Dew would be so far down that list. I guess it would start with maybe apple juice. I can see police giving apple juice. Water, obviously. Maybe orange juice. I mean, soda doesn't even come to like five or six on there for me. And then it's going to be something just very plain like Pepsi or Coke. Maybe a diet, Pepsi or Coke. Mountain Dew is not coming until in the 20s, probably. I would, you know, if it's me, I would prefer a Diet Dr. Pepper. I'm sorry, a Dr. Pepper or a Diet Dr. Pepper. That's okay. Uh, it'd be odd if the police gave you like a Monster Energy or a Red Bull. That's like, you don't want the person you're arresting on the Monster or the Red Bull. So that's probably not even on the list. Diet Mountain Dew, hilarious choice though. <laughs> Diet Mountain Dew is what they gave her. The officers say she began to procrastinate while drinking the Mountain Dew. When a detective tried to grab the soda can from her, police say Nicole doused herself with it, pouring the Mountain Dew all over her body, all over her hair, trying to interfere with possible evidence on her body, pouring it onto the blood. She then began pulling and kicking officers while at the same time pouring Diet Mountain Dew onto her bloodstains, onto her hair, onto her 
chest. Oh, it's like a, <laughs> it's like an MC Hammer video. <laughs> now, some of you are probably quite surprised why someone would pour soda onto themselves. Does it really remove DNA? The answer is yes, but it's not Diet Mountain Dew. It's Mountain Dew Code Red that removes the DNA. Everybody knows it's Code Red. That's why they call it Code Red. <laughs> Code Red works. Diet Mountain Dew does not work. I can also attest that this doesn't work with Hawaiian Punch or Sunny D either. So I've heard. Now, what's really pathetic about this entire story is that Nicole's DNA was found at the scene anyway because it was on the handle of the knife blade that was found, yeah, you guessed it, next to the victim because <laughs> this is a Florida woman. Of course the knife is next to the victim. Of course it has her DNA on it. <laughs> of course. So, I mean, this foolish woman's going to go to jail because, you know, you can't unmountain do what has already been mountain done. Hi, my friends and loyal listeners of the Weird AF News podcast. I want to thank you for spending some time with me. I hope you enjoyed this Florida Friday episode, and I want to thank everybody who sent me Florida articles the past 48 hours. It was extremely helpful, and you, uh, you helped me put together what I think is a fine, fine episode. Not bad for a traveling episode because I am still traveling in Mexico, um, and I, I bust my ass to still make time to do the podcast, but oftentimes I'm very distracted because I'm in an entirely new place. And I'm in the middle of doing things. So, but I try, I always make time to do the podcast. So, uh, you probably noticed that the podcast might even sound a little bit different. And it's because of the environment that I'm uh, recording in is not my, my typical quiet closet. So, but anyways, thanks for putting up with me. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. We do weird news five days a week. And on Friday, it's only weird news from. Florida. If you'd like to leave a review of the podcast, that's very helpful. You can do it on Amazon and Apple Podcasts. And even on Spotify, you can, you can give me five stars, which is really helpful. So please, it only takes a second to give it five stars on Spotify. Just click that for me. I so appreciate that. And if you want all future episodes on Spotify, make sure you follow the podcast. Instead of, it doesn't say subscribe, it says follow. So please follow if you would. If you want to support uh, the Weird AF News podcast enterprise. It's just really one person in a closet. Um, but uh, you can join the Patreon or buy me a coffee off my website, weirdafnews.com. So that's pretty cool. The Patreon's kind of special. It's like joining uh, an, a Weird AF News side club, I would say. You get extra weird content that I put in there. A lot of it's personal too. So if you want more of me, which you may not, uh, you know, the Patreon's the place to, to be for that. So, for instance, I'll be posting a bunch of pictures of my, my, tra my uh, travels in Mexico City, the, things, the weird things that I've been doing. And, uh, yeah, so there's that. Anyways, I'm petering out here on the energy. So uh, go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews or download the Patreon app on your phone and do a search for Weird AF News. Uh, and, and that's about it. Listen, I hope you guys are having a wonderful weekend or you had one or you're going to have one. And good luck with your life, man. <laughs>